welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast mini-sodes. Today I have a letter from Chris that's about Jehovah's Witnesses, which is really interesting. I've been wanting to actually do a full-length episode on this, and so I think that's going to be in the works for the future, but for now I'm just going to read and react a little bit to this letter. So Chris writes, A couple of weeks ago, I reached out on Instagram to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses. I always say that Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons are cousins, they just don't know it. (laughs) Yeah. In your response, you asked for a little background and some info on what I'm writing about, so here it is. My mother started associating with the Jehovah's Witnesses just before I was born. Someone knocked on our door, she answered, and the woman who called on her kept following up, and before anyone really knew it, my mother was nearing baptism in a cult-slash-religion that she didn't fully understand. Growing up, Jehovah's Witnesses was all that I knew. My father was a lapsed Catholic, and he didn't teach me about religion. In fact, when my mother said she was studying with the Jehovah's Witnesses, my dad thought maybe our family needed a little religion. One day he told my uncle, his brother, that my mother had been associating with Jehovah's Witnesses, and my uncle immediately said, you have to get her out of that. It's a cult. Yeah. (laughs) My father started doing a lot of research and started uncovering the past lies and deception of the organization. He realized that Jehovah's Witnesses don't accept blood transfusions, and he brought this up with my mother. He asked if my mother would allow my sister and I to get a blood transfusion if we were in an accident, and my mother said no. My father asked why, and my mother regurgitated something she'd heard from the organization, but that she'd need to do more research and get back to him. That was it. He filed for divorce and sole custody of my sister and I, but he lost. My mother was verbally and physically abusive, and she pressured us to tell the judge that we wanted to live with her. She used the guilt of the religion to cement her argument, and I went along as a six-year-old does. Yeah, you're only six. You don't don't know. Um, So I thought I'd pause here in case maybe there are some of you who aren't familiar with Jehovah's Witnesses. You might have not heard about their their stance on blood transfusions. So they are against any kind of blood transfusions. I mean, even if it's to save your life, like Chris said, if you were in an accident or anything like that. And I just looked a little bit into it. Of course, I'm by far, I I am no expert on this. We'll we'll need to ask Chris more questions or do another follow-up episode. But basically what I gathered is that, um, they have taken some passages, some scriptures in the Bible to mean that it is a sin to consume or ingest blood of someone else. And essentially, that is like, what am I trying to say? If you, it, Instead of ingesting it orally, even if you just have a blood transfusion, apparently that's, according to them, against the word of God. So... Even if it could save your life, you're supposed to refuse, which is, oh, it's just so heartbreaking, isn't it? Uh, And I did read 
that there's an estimated thousand, a thousand deaths a year in the Jehovah's Witness community because of that teaching. So that's really scary. Okay. Fast forward a decade or so, and I went on to college. I immediately abandoned Jehovah's Witnesses and began living life like a normal kid. However, when I would go back home on break, I'd normally be guilted into returning to Jehovah's Witness meetings and such. I went to some meetings, met a girl, and fell in love. She was baptized, I wasn't, so we kept our forbidden romance a secret. Her parents would find out and make her life hell until she agreed that she'd stop seeing me. So at that time, I started going back to meetings. I felt, at the time, like God was rewarding me for doing the right thing. I actually felt like going to the meetings and working toward getting baptized was the right thing. Oh my goodness, isn't this so, so similar to Mormonism? I feel like lots of you listening probably that grew up Mormon, you feel this, right? Maybe you leave home uh, when you go off to college or you're living on your own and maybe you don't attend as much, but then as soon as you go back home, it's the guilt and you need to get back into it. And then if anything good happens, it's as though in your mind, you think that God's rewarding you for attending and following the rules, right? And it doesn't hurt that there's a love interest involved that's in the religion and invested. I know that this is a huge thing, especially where I'm from in Mormonism, Utah Valley, where if you're inactive or not Mormon, it's like the other person basically converts you. (laughs) Okay. One Christmas, my senior year of college, I told my dad that I wouldn't be celebrating Christmas this year. Part of my parents' divorce decree was that he got us for all holidays. I wasn't supposed to like Christmas, but I did, and telling him that I wouldn't join him and his side of the family was heartbreaking. Okay, so another quick pause in case you didn't know. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate Christmas. They don't celebrate pretty much any holiday as far as I know, uh, because I think they, um, they don't want to celebrate anything with pagan origins. They don't even celebrate birthdays. So... I can see here that going to your dad's for the holidays because he wasn't a Jehovah's Witness meant that, yeah, he could have you and you could have your Christmas there. But since you were becoming more strict and more into your religion, I guess I should say, you had to opt out. And that is that is really sad. I cried for nearly 30 minutes on the phone trying to get it out. A couple of days after Christmas, my dad and his wife were going to visit her family out of state. Before they left, my dad said, I'm not sure if you know this exists or not, but I think it's time that you read it as it seems like you're preparing to make some big decisions. He handed me a book that he wrote, it was not published, and I read it in three days while he was gone. The book chronicled my parents' divorce, but more importantly, my father had uncovered much of the Jehovah's Witness history false prophecies, blood, tish, the blood issue, etc., that I never knew. At first, I couldn't wait to prove him wrong. I went back to school and neglected my homework to go as far down the rabbit hole as needed to prove him wrong. 
That lasted about a week until I realized he was right. And once I figured that out, I realized I would never go back. I stopped going to meetings. I told the girl that I was secretly dating that I wouldn't go back. She defended the organization's position, and we ended our relationship. It was extremely hard. Ah, uh, yet another, again, another similarity that I feel like a lot of us have experienced, right? We, someone or something is like, maybe we stumble upon something or someone in our lives says something to us about maybe a truth claim in the church or something about church history or a problem with church doctrine. And our response is, well, that's just not true. I'm going to go research it and I'm going to look at all these church proved sources and I'm going to come back and prove you wrong and show you that this church is true and good. And then you're going to become faithful again, right? That's like the goal. Yet more often than not, or I mean, with us in, in particular, we discovered that we'd been lied to and that the whoever had come to us was actually the one telling the truth. And um, it's a really difficult thing to realize and to go through. And then especially like here in, uh, in Chris's situation where you lose someone that you really care about because they side with an organization over the truth and that religion divides you. It's really sad. Fast forward from college and I have explored many religions between then and now. I realized that I know quite a bit about Jehovah's Witnesses and that unlike a lot of people who write about the organization when they're fresh out, I'm not filled with bitterness and I don't want revenge or anything like that. I want to inform. Nice. During college, I had a close friend who grew up as a Jehovah's Witness and I didn't know it for years. We both kept it hidden out of our shame for the group. As I learned about him, I learned that he had an aunt that refused a blood transfusion and died. It ripped his aunt's immediate family apart. I started to look up stories and reach out to people on social media and started to find a few others. That led me to my writing project. I'm working on a book that will tell the history of Jehovah's Witnesses, maybe some of my own history in the organization, although I haven't made a final decision on that, and focuses on the death of thousands of Jehovah's Witnesses because they believed it was wrong to accept blood. The truth was taken from me for my entire childhood, and I grew up fearing this cult, which meant I feared doing anything they said I shouldn't. Now I want to save others that pain. Ugh. Oh, that sentence just hits home. It's, I feel that so much. I'm going to read it again. The truth was taken from me for my entire childhood. And I grew up fearing this cult, which meant I feared doing anything they said I shouldn't. Now I want to save others that pain. Oh, I just, I relate. I feel that it's exactly how I feel. Um, and yes, it's just, <laughs> I'm almost speechless with how much I agree with that, that I didn't know I was lied to growing up as are people in a lot of, in my, in my opinion, all religions, but especially in high demand religions. And you're sheltered from the real 
from the outside world and from knowledge. And luckily, I didn't have it as bad as many Mormons, Orthodox, Mor Orthodox Mormons, and especially fundamentalist Mormons. But, you know, you, you grow up believing, you're being told that this religion is true, and you believe it, and it shapes your worldview. It shapes your opinions on everything. And then you realize that you didn't get the truth. You, you just didn't get it until much later, and it's quite shocking. And so you definitely want to help others. You want to help alleviate some of that pain, help them work through it when they realize that they've been lied to and all of the, all of the hurt that it causes. I think it's incredibly important to point out that the Jehovah's Witnesses I grew up with were incredibly nice people who did many wonderful things for me and my family. I don't hate them, nor do I want to vilify them. I actually want to talk about the wonderful things they did for me. I don't want to feed the narrative that it's us versus them. It's not. The organization is evil because they know they aren't who they say they are. And yet they continue to divide and break up families over a litany of issues. I want to write a book that a current Jehovah's Witness would actually read and that a random individual might read and then realize that Jehovah's Witnesses are more than the punchline of a Saturday Night Live skit. They're an, an organization that might cost you your family, your life, or the life of someone you love. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, that's, a, that's a line that we... It's that boundary. We always try to say, like, we don't hate Mormons. Um, so we're the same as you. It Sometimes it's easy to get caught in, up in the, like, oh, those damn Mormons or those damn Jehovah's Witnesses, you know? But really, they're the victims of the organization, just like we were. And we, yeah, the organization is the evil one in this, in this whole thing. And if we can even help one person, it's worth it, right? So, Chris, this is amazing. Um... We would love to read your book. Please share more about it if it's on it, you know, is it, how far along is it? Is it published yet? I don't know, but thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And this has just been the tiny, tiniest tip of the iceberg into Jehovah's Witnesses, but I do want to cover probably a series on this because I think there's so much to dive into about that religion. But thank you all so much for being here. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week.